0: Because we're in the tech space or a lot of the folks that I work with are in the tech space, they focus so much on the product, which is necessary. And they focus so much on the process, but they forget to really focus on authentically connecting with people at a human level, multiplying that times the amount of people involved in the process so that it's scalable. So I would say that's that's what I think of when when you get asked like, Making, making Sales Social is really connecting out with them of what's important to them that drives them to work and what's important for them outside of work.
1: Welcome to the Making Sales Social podcast, featuring the top voices in sales, marketing, and business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, as we each bring you the best tips and strategies our guests are teaching their clients so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling enjoy the show my guest for this episode of making sales social is ryan staley founder and ceo of whale boss which helps software as a service founders and revenue leaders unlock unleash and unify their efforts regarding their annual contract values a very admirable goal i think for any company he's also a podcaster so be sure to catch his the scale up show series it's very popular lately. Though he's been concentrating on using AI to grow businesses. And as y'all may know, using AI in social selling and on LinkedIn is one of my favorite topics and one of our favorite topics here at Social Sales Link nowadays. To say that AI is starting that game changing process in sales is the very definition of an understatement. AI is quickly becoming a game changer in the sales industry, enabling sales pros to so many different things, but definitely including automating mundane tasks and allowing them to really delve deep into the needs of their customers. I'm really looking forward to this conversation and exploring generative AI in my conversation today with Ryan. With that, Ryan, welcome to Making Sales Social. What's up, Bob? How are we doing? Hey. On this
0: hump day, if you will.
1: Yeah, doing <laughs> doing good weird weird hump day we're actually recording this the day after july 4th and it's just us it's it's going to be a strange week i think we just need to embrace that and go forward so with that our first traditional question on the show always is what does making sales social mean to you ryan
0: yeah no problem i i get hit that so essentially with that is just like i think and this this happens i see it all the time with the companies that i work with uh the cro's i work with and They've, because we're in the tech space or a lot of the folks that I work with are in the tech space, they focus so much on the product, which is necessary, and they focus so much on the process, but they forget to really focus on authentically connecting with people at a human level, multiplying that times the amount of people involved in the process so that it's scalable. So I would say that's that's what I think of when when get asked like, making making sales social is really connecting out with them of what's important to them that drives them to work and what's important for them outside of work
1: yeah definitely and uh and and spoiler alert for everybody out there we're actually going to be getting into making sure that ai is social and is personal because trust me if you do something in ai and you just copy and paste to whatever it is you're doing without putting your voice in it everyone's going to know about it. But we're going to get into that in a little bit. So um, let's back up a little bit, Ryan, and just tell us a bit about your background and the journey that led you to establish Whale Boss.
0: Yeah. So I, I mean, like I had every, I don't want to say every, but I started off in, in my sales career, I started off door to door, like in college. Then I did the inside sales, which is effectively an SDR, um, grew into leadership there, then went into complex sales, then went into building an organization, and then Eventually, you know, kind of what led to, to Whale Boss was like when I was starting a um, what happened was I actually was a, a business leader, grew the was a manager, started an office and really was brought in to upgrade it because it, it was failing. And so new geographic territory got that up and running. But what happened was I was so focused on working hard and long hours and hitting the result. That I forgot about the people. And so what happened was like, even though I was having results with my team, nobody on my team wanted to work for me because I, I wasn't really fun to work for at that time. Right. Mm-hmm. I was getting depressed uh from the CEO. And then at the same time, um, I was pressing myself. And because I didn't have the experience and I didn't look at my life holistically, um, it led me to be just a very crabby person. <laughs> wow, so yeah. um so what happened was I got demoted and uh and basically they're like hey Your team doesn't want to work for you right now. So it was a failure in leadership, if you will, from my perspective. But we want you to start this new group and basically effectively build out our enterprise sales team. Now, that's not what they called it at the time, but they said, we want you to move up market, right? And so you know, that actually became a blessing because we ended up growing that from zero to 30 million in ARR. And five and a half years with only four salespeople, we didn't really have any marketing or any SDRs. And so um, that led me to creating Whale Boss because... Uh, after going through that experience, um, I, I looked at my boss's job and the CEO's job, and I didn't want to be at the company I was working for anymore. Uh, I was in the middle of, you know, COVID. Uh, started my mm. own business, and then that's kind of how things began, man.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's something, especially during COVID. I mean, you hear so many stories about companies either, either, uh, either starting up like yours, or like in in our case, our um, a lot of our offerings really, really exploded during COVID. So it's just. It's just it's it's weird yet you know good how that type of thing happens out of out of ad- ad- adversity. So let's branch into something that I think some people see as adversity as well, but I think that people and like you and I are are only seeing opportunities out of it, which I think is how it should be, and I, I believe that you would agree with too. And that's generative AI, which is shaking up the sales industry with all kinds of ai based applications i get i get emails and everything about it all the time it seems like there's at least 3 launching every day so um i what i'd like to know is what sparked your interest specifically in ai particularly the generative ends of things and how are you incorporating that into what you offer uh your your clients in terms of services and also you're probably see so you're probably uh, using it in, internally too so that as well
0: yeah exactly so I think um, where it kind of sparked my interest is this was in November of last year, so November of 2022, I had a founder on my show and he's like, hey, have you ever heard of this, this program called Dolly? And I'm like, no, I haven't, like D-A-L-L-E, which is OpenAI's text-to-picture to platform, right? And so uh, I tried it out, I'm like, wow, this is amazing, I just type in a couple of words and I get pictures out of it, I was playing with my kids. Uh, Then from there, I got switched on. I think that's shortly thereafter, ChatGPT got released. And so I I started using it like right when it was released uh, Mm -hmm. over that time frame. And so that's that's where the initial Spark came from. And then when I used it, there was really three unique applications that I saw for it that, that really just blew me away. One was there was tasks that used to take me eight hours to create that I could get done in minutes. So that was step one. Um, step two was like, if you look at long-term productivity, like acumen that requires a lot of cycles to happen. Um, like for example, there was there was um, trying to really deeply understand how C-level executives were evaluated and compensated, took years and years of work to truly, truly understand um, from business meetings, right? And so just by typing in the right question, I compress a decade of different meetings into a couple of minutes. That's the second one. And then last but not least was really looking at the capability to automate and identify outcomes for things that I want and then have it all done for me. Right. So mm-hmm. I would say those three layers are where I see like the biggest opportunity. And so, you know, that's where I decided to start creating content heavily focused on the intersection of sales and AI. This year, this is probably back in February of 23. Um, I've had millions of views on my post as a result of it. And then, you know, what I've decided to do is a byproduct of that instead of just trying to teach people how to use AI is to put it in their hands without them taking the time to learn it. And so I'm actually uh, in process and I have a MVP of a tool that's leveraged to enable those three things that I mentioned for sales and sales leadership.
1: Yeah, that's yeah that's really cool because I think that when it comes to the base nut of sales I think that that's what you want things to do and then um as we were talking a little bit before the call when you bring in the social selling part that's when you start talking about more with it helping generating content and um you know parsing out and piecing up content so that people aren't freaked out about content, especially salespeople, because salespeople are expected to sell. They're not expected to generate content all day long. And if a tool like this can really help them get back to selling, I think that that's huge.
0: Oh yeah, and you nailed it, Bob. I mean, uh, the the fact that, like I, I was looking at this and this is kind of what inspired me to try and create something special for the sales community is because like, I looked it up, there's probably like 18 different skills that you need to be successful in selling, uh, ranging all the way from persuasion, questioning, organization, data analysis, copywriting, like what you just mentioned for content, um, storytelling. I mean, there's so many different skills. And like we don't have renaissance men and women running around. And I I think that's why there's almost, it's probably going to be higher this year, but a 70% failure rate in terms of people hitting their annual goals uh in the in the sales community right because of that alone like nobody's a master of 18 different skills uh so I don't know what your thoughts are on that but that's kind of my viewpoint on it
1: yeah I mean I yeah I couldn't agree more I I I do think that people are are getting it in into and then out of sales all the time just because they don't have everything there but if uh but if AI can help people With some of the areas that they're not as strong in, it just it helps them not only stay in the industry but make money for themselves and for their companies, and you know just helps them become better, more well-rounded people overall. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, yeah. So, why is so 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 you're in the SaaS sector? Why do you think that? Not only SaaS, but just the sales professional in general are attracted to AI like I would say cats and laser pointers. So you know they're obsessed with them and they're ready to pounce at a moment's notice. I I think that a lot of people, probably higher up people in in sales, but um, but still a lot of them are a lot of people are going. This is this is really neat. I wonder how how we can use it. Um, why do you think that is?
0: Well, I think it's because fifty-five percent of their job, or maybe even sixty-five percent, is on non-selling activities that they don't enjoy doing. So two-thirds of every day is on crap that they're either not good at or don't want to do. <laughs> right. So, so if they could point something in quarterback a solution to handle that for them, I think that's a nirvana for salespeople because um, that's one aspect. Two, uh, it's a, it's a really hard market right now, and what I'm seeing based on data that's coming back, and this isn't just like subjective data. This is like tactical data is that there's, we're probably going to be at massive lows in terms of quota productivity, as well as um, like basically sales executives, like CROs or VPs of sales staying at companies because they're not meeting goals. Right. And so I think you mix those two in a blender, you know, 65% of things they don't want to do, aren't good at. Plus it's one of the toughest markets right now with the lowest production that people are having. Those are that's ripe for disruption. So I think that's why people are looking for a different solution.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, that actually flows right into to, to my next question. So, you know, putting stuff in that blender, uh, can you share some uh, best practices or advice for salespeople, sales team? And I would, and, and since you mentioned it, I would lump in sales leadership as well on effectively and efficiently leveraging AI for their benefits.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I think... Step one is um I have a a useful like cheat sheet that came out recently. It's 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 at AI for revenue, FOR revenue forward slash um, I'm sorry, AI for revenue <laughs> dot com forward slash CC. So it's cheat codes, right? Oh and, and so basically you just click on that, pop in your email, and you'll get the cheat codes of you know AI for revenue and how you can leverage it and it'll give you exact prompts on what to do and how to do it. So it's something that's super simple that I created to get started. Um, so I, I think that's like leverage a tool like that it doesn't have to be mine. It could be anybody's, but just get, get acclimated. So I think that's step one. Uh, step two that that I would look at too is literally if you haven't and you're at the beginning of a, a learning curve, whether you are a um, a CRO or a sales rep or even customer success, account manager, whatever your role is, take an hour of your time, just block an hour and think of like how you would use google or how would you any kind of task that you want to do and just try it out in chatgpt chat gpt or bing right um mm-hmm. or bard right <laughs> and see how it comes back right bard is better for like real time research and data mm-hmm. and then cuz chat gpt just disabled their browser function
1: uh, yeah i saw that. Using that yeah i saw and, that yeah
0: yeah, and so um, and then ChatGPT is better for creative writing and other areas. So just think of something that you want done in your job. Take the time and try it, and then what'll happen is your mind will continue to expand based on what's possible for what you're doing just from that little moment or action. It doesn't even need to be an hour; it can be a half hour, um, mm-hmm. but that'll get you started. So that's what I would recommend to get started and move in. Uh, and then you know, there's a lot of people creating content uh, out there. Uh, I I drop a lot on LinkedIn with actual mm-hmm. like workflows like eight hour workflows in 20 minutes. Um, There's also people on other people uh, on there or Twitter. Um, What I would focus on though is because there's a lot of prompt bombing where it's like leverage these 10,000 prompts and
1: you'll get everything you want, right? But if you look at their background. Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash
0: in. They have no domain expertise or business expertise. So really, really try and filter through who you follow and listen to based on their their experience and, and the area that you want to get better at. So,
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that when it comes to the prompting and and you mentioned that, I mean, if you have a cheat sheet that has 10,000 prompts on it, is it really a cheat sheet at that point? <laughs> it's so
0: overwhelming, man. Like, yeah. I and by the way, so like I looked at, I've gotten, I got tons of those. I'm like, all right, I'm going to look at this. And then I test, like I've sp- I've probably spent over 150 hours in ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. And like the results suck from a lot of the free prompt templates. You can tell somebody just like, spammed it together. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> or they use Chat GPT to develop them.
0: Yeah, they're like, oh, come up with 500 <laughs> prompts, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's why one of the things, one of the things that, that, that we're promoting, and, and at least as of the recording of this, it's not quite done. I think that by the time this drops, it will be done. But, you know, definitely thinking of using prompts as more of a framework. And we've actually developed kind of a framework with a cute acronym, CRISP but um, you know, really constructing each prompt and then remembering that just because you do one prompt, you're not done, you could keep on going. And, and the way I liken it is that, um, because I'm a sci-fi fan, every single time you start a chat, it's like you're developing a new universe mm-hmm. and everything gets folded into that one universe and you can keep building and building and building from that and then developing the story in air quotes more and more about that. And it's just, I think that especially for salespeople, when you really start drilling down when it comes to like, discovering what a particular customer may need, what what a particular company may need, what a particular title may need. All of that really comes down to how you write the prompts and how exact that those prompts are.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly.
1: Yeah, definitely. Let's go to the flip side now with uh, with skeptics. So just like anything else in the world, there are skeptics out there. The skeptics that I'm talking about specifically right now is the ones who worry about AI's impact on sales jobs. I see it as potentially more of an opportunity for different sales jobs that may not even exist right now. Or you know, if nothing else, maybe maybe more support for salespeople with 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 people who have specific, especially what we were just talking about, prompt writing experience to help their salespeople out. What what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I think there's going to be new jobs that are created like on that aspect. I I do think at the same time though, I can see companies because I hear this. I literally just heard this from a, a founder, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "What's your biggest challenge in sales?" And like finding the right people or executives. He's like, all the other founders I talked to, you have the same thing. And so like, I think what companies are going to start to do is they are going to try and enable superhuman sellers, which is like kind of my vision of what's possible. Uh, but at the same time, there's going to be a lot of people that are half in that are going to get cut, right? So I see, I see new opportunities popping up that are not fully uh, materialize yet. Right. right. And, and instead of rev ops, it might be like AI ops, right. With, um, enablement from that perspective. But I do see people at the bottom that are refusing to adapt, not making it right. So I could see yeah. a, a big trimming of folks with that. Like, and I'll give you an example. Like I see this with, um, agencies, like, for example, I was looking at how I could repurpose video content, right. Mm-hmm. This agency. They're like, Hey, to do all your clips from all your episodes, for the month, it'll be six hundred dollars a month, right? Then, um, talking to other entrepreneurs that I know and founders, and they're like, I came across this tool called Video AI, right? And so, Video AI is something really cool. It's like that took six hundred dollars and forty eight hours for our, for the video clips that I got. I could spend fifty dollars a month, put this in, and get the videos back in fifteen minutes, right? Wow. So, like that. So, why I'm bringing up that example is because. If there's companies that are in, let's even say an agency that are using that tech versus others that are still manually doing everything by hand, they're going to get blown out of the water. And so I see the same kind of uh, analysis or not the same kind of analysis, same kind of situation happening with the sales world as well. For those that aren't like leaning in and leveraging it, they're going to get left behind.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. What is the superhuman sales rep? I, I, you had, you had mentioned that and I kind of went, ooh, what is that? What is, what is that exactly? Because it sounds like something that sales reps should actually be aspiring to be like.
0: Well, and so I'm basically my newsletter. Uh, I I have been focusing on creating, like giving folks the ability to become superhuman by by doing those things that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you know, tasks to take hours and minutes um, or compress decades into days or, or, or you know, mm-hmm. short periods of time okay. as well as having automation. So if you have someone like that, and that's what my newsletter is focused on. It's called Superhuman Revenue, which I oh, I love. I love the idea. I just like how it just rolls off the tongue. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so um, Superhuman Revenue. And so I'm sharing like how to do that. And so think of it this way. Like what'll happen is like you'll have C-level players start to become A-minus players just because of the fact that they've really leaned into this. And if if that happens, that means they're going to pass the B players that aren't. right? right. Or B players turn into A players, A players turn to A plus. Ramp time, instead of being nine months or six months, it might be six days, right? So it's like, Mm -hmm. how do we really just deconstruct um, or I should say change and tear down um, and build a new opportunity of what's possible um, versus the old model that was built on a paradigm and, and technology of decades ago? So that's kind of what I mean by that where, you know, and it's it's not just from an education, it's from a productivity perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you have the ability to do something um and it cuts out, you know, 2 hours a day, all 5 days of the week, that's I mean yeah. 10 hours is a lot, right? Cool. And so yep. there's the capabilities to do that. And Mark Andreessen even talked about that as about like where are all the super productive people um because of what's available now tools versus you know when we we're kind of growing up through the sales ranks.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So let's kind of back away from the tech just a, a, a little bit here. Um and, and talk a little bit about the balance between um all this AI stuff, which is cool. And both you and I love it. I can tell. But you still need to maintain human touch. And that's actually one of the things that we train on here at Social Sales Link is making sure that you know every sp- Every bit of copy that gets spit out. I, I I I train on this. I do this all the time. I think it helps read it out loud. If it sounds like it's coming from a computer, it's gonna read like it's coming from a computer. So, you know, you know, make sure that it's as human as possible. So I, I guess just talk about in general the the, the balance between uh, automation and maintaining that human touch in sales.
0: Yes. Uh I, I think that's really, really important. And like I agree with you. So it's funny you say that. Read it out loud. That's what my mother used to tell me all the time. Uh, when I was in grammar school, my mom was a former teacher, and so, but it works. I mean, it it truly works. Like if you actually read it out loud, it'll tell you whether it sounds mm-hmm. uh, fake or not. So I think um, like you do have to be careful with automation. I'll give a an example of, of it. Like I had, so I was there was someone who's like, yeah, it was like a, a technology, and it's like automatically books. You know, ten appointments a yeah. day or whatever, right? One of those. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna check this out. See what, mm. see what this, um, you know, what, what this is, right? What's this <laughs> snake oil? <laughs> um, and so I just signed up for like the case study, right? Mm-hmm. So within 24 hours, I got like hammered with calls, texts, email, and I'm like, don't ever, I'm I, I, like put them on the the do not unsubscribe, do not call, like everything, Mm -hmm. because it was so freaking annoying. Wow! So that's what I caution people not to do, because you're going to lose a customer for life if you try to over automate and spam the shit out of people. So where I was kind of coming from on it is like, hey, there's a lot of opportunity to if you if you offload the mundane, the things that you aren't good at, right, for 90% of the way there, and then you do the 10%, like you're saying then that's Mm -hmm. going to enable you to to be exceptionally well or exponentially better than a lot of other people however what you should use this is my advice the time and the space for is to because you've automated the mass pieces that you can that Mm -hmm. aren't like spam ish like I mentioned it'll give you freedom and space to be a real human with the people you're actually selling to and connecting with them at a deep level so that yeah. that's my two cents you're nodding your head so i
1: assume you agree on that yeah. but uh this is oh of- yeah yeah you know that's actually something that i've i've kind of always felt but i've never really been able to to like voice it in in such a succinct way so i'm going to be going to the transcript and like writing it down <laughs> and hanging in like right next to my monitor or something like that because because that's actually perfect that you know using ai can help you be more human which most people don't really think of it like that. But as long as you're going through the thought process that you just went through, it actually can help you be more human. So um with, with that in mind, let's talk about social selling and LinkedIn. How do you see that kind of plug? How, how do you see AI, chat GPT, whatever, um, plugging into social selling and and, and LinkedIn? Just just for, I obviously have my perspective. I'm curious about your perspective.
0: Well, there's a lot of ways to to leverage it like do you use Taplio at all or have you heard of Taplio? Taplio?
1: No, that's a new one. There's there's so many
0: things. Yeah, it's like a it's a LinkedIn tool for like creating um LinkedIn content or helping with LinkedIn content, right? Okay. Um so there's ways to leverage tools like that or ChatGPT um with it where uh you could for social selling I should say, you could customize the information or the content based on who you're selling it or not selling, but who you're trying to be dialed in with at a a social level on social selling, right so you can leverage it based on their profile you can leverage it based on their experience and so i think there's a lot of opportunities for that um i know folks like we talked about before the show are leveraging for for comments and other areas however you know one of the things is like growing up when i first started publishing on linkedin i never knew the copywriting frameworks right I didn't know what they were mm-hmm. um I, they're just like oh just create content do this tell a story blah blah blah. right and so there's a lot of technical components like that that would take a really long time to learn and understand and if you just have the core frameworks understood you could integrate that into your content writing profile all those areas so that, that's kind of where I see the opportunity um with that as of right now on day one and then also expanding and contextualizing the content. Um, from LinkedIn to Twitter to Instagram, right. across the other platforms, so that you can get much more reach for the the same content. So that's more like distribution systems and growth, is what I would. Look sure,
1: at. absolutely. So, so um, we always kind of wrap up the the show with um one of those one thing you can do right now types of things. So, what is one thing that um salespeople, sales pros, can do right now with AI that will immediately help them? I don't know if immediate is probably the, the the right phrase, but something that will make a big difference in in how they do things when it comes to their jobs.
0: Yeah, it's a great question. And there's, there's a lot of different areas you could go down for this. So I think the way I would look at it, because there's basically every step in the sales process, there's content, there's so many different areas. So I think... I mean, I've never really had anybody ask that question this way, but I think this mm-hmm. is probably a good answer is look at what like you really love doing in your job, right? Like I took a strengths finder test and found out like mm-hmm. what I was really good at. And usually if you're doing what you're really good at, you really enjoy what you're doing, right? Which right. is a flywheel that creates like asymmetrical results. Yep. So look at what you really love doing and then look at what you really hate doing um, and are not good at doing. Okay. And mm-hmm. then try and leverage AI for the things you hate doing or not good at doing, because then that's when you get the stuff that'll go from like two hours to a couple of minutes. That's probably better than the way you do it if you spent the two hours on it. And then your whole world will change because you'll start compounding use cases of that. But just that one spark, I could think will make a really, really big difference in in terms of your overall job satisfaction and in your results as well.
1: Wow. So, so because of all those things that you hate, people tend to just probably push those off or never do them. So AI could end procrastination.
0: It could. I mean, like I'm telling you, man, there's, there's a way where like one tool that's you could literally create a website in like 15 minutes, Yeah. like a WordPress website. And like that's something that would cost five to $8,000 to do or (laughs) 3000 or $2,000 to do. Right.
1: So yeah. That's amazing. That's just amazing. So, uh, B, before we go, tell us a little bit about your podcast, the Scale Up Show, and 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 what people who listen to it can 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 expect to gain from it.
0: Yeah. So, I've been interviewing AI founders a lot lately, and or companies that are like exceptionally good and have like just ridiculous results, and deconstructing like how they did it, why they did it, and and what they're doing um to to make that a reality. So. I think that's the biggest gain you're going to see from the show. Um, at the same time, I mean, I've had I've had like the founder of Travel on. I've had people that have access mm-hmm. to LinkedIn. So some amazing folks to learn from. I'm gonna start incorporating more content myself uh on there because I've I've seen so much in an aggregated view in a, such a short period of time that I want to start sharing with the world. So um yeah, and help with that superhuman aspect. So I'm gonna start doing more solo episodes as well. So th- that's what you could expect from it.
1: Cool. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, looking looking forward to, to, to hearing that. So if people want to learn more about you and your offerings just in general, including, including that newsletter, because I think I'm going to sign up for that myself. Where where can they go? Yeah.
0: So you can go to my website, uh, www.ryanstaley.io. There's a link to click on the newsletter there. And then daily content for LinkedIn uh, is in, you know, I, I distribute that almost daily, have all these cheat sheets. But if but you'll see a link in there also to subscribe for my newsletter. So you can do it on LinkedIn in my profile or on my website, ryanstaley.io.
1: Very, very good. So Ryan Staley, founder, CEO of Whale Boss and host of the Scale Up Show podcast and uh, and and just doing a whole bunch of things in newsletters and LinkedIn. Thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. Yeah, Bob, it was a blast being on the show, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're very welcome. And thank you for streaming this episode of Making Sales Social. So remember, when you're out and about this week, be sure to make your sales social. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.